We are your hosts, Leanne and Llewellyn, and welcome back to the One with Friends podcast. Uh, it's getting a little sad that we don't have anybody to introduce <laughs> a little a little bit. Uh, I feel like each time I re I open and I know that we don't have anybody to say that we're guest featuring with. Um, I feel like I'm coming like a dog with my tail between my legs, already <laughs> self-apologizing to our, our group of, of listeners. Um, hopefully you guys aren't too annoyed by our voices, so... <laughs> They're coming, we here. promise. They're coming. We have friends lined up. We're so sorry. July totally got away from, I think, everybody with, you know, Llewellyn's move. Um, we had a backlog of some episodes that we could release, and gosh, I don't think we... I don't think we did an episode for like a month, right? No, like yeah, it recording. was yeah, it was quite a chunk of time. Which, in hindsight, I'm really thankful that we worked ahead that far because I, I think it was. I don't know. You can tell me. Was it nice having that time not to have to worry about trying to fit in recording? It was. It's nice to get ahead. Anybody out there that has podcasts, I think, understands. It's really nice if you can get ahead to get ahead. Yeah, because then if something comes up, you're not struggling right. in like trying to have it squeeze in. So, um, and we'll experience that a little bit in the next couple of weeks, which we'll explain um, at the end as we sign off. But uh, before we get there, let's just go ahead and dive in and talk about this episode. Yes. So this week we watched season three, episode eleven. The one where Chandler can't remember which sister. It's a really long title. It is. Um, This one was written by Alexa. I'm assuming it's Young. Um, It's J-U-N-G-E. Sometimes the J's are silent, so I'm going to go with it. Directed by Terry Hughes, an original air date of 1-9-1997. A handsome stranger offers Rachel a fashion-buying job, and Chandler forgets which of Joey's sisters he fooled around with after getting drunk on Joey's birthday. Yeah, so this is the first episode that has Chandler's name in the title, um, which is cool. It's also the lengthiest episode title of the entire series. It is so quite already, the length. yeah, it is already between the first and third seasons. We've had the shortest and the longest episode titles. Um, and we have, you know, what, six, seven more seasons to go. Yeah. Um, wow. So we've already, like, accomplished the, the biggest and smallest. So if you want to figure out which one is the smallest, uh, don't Google it. Just re-listen to season one through now. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy Shameless it. plug. <laughs> uh, anyways. Uh, okay. So we... we open up this episode in our soft open and Joey is doing a little bit of a magic chick Ch- chick chick trick <laughs> <laughs> yikes is doing a little bit of magic with his friends now i did you ever get into magic as a kid Llewellyn? no i did not okay <laughs> i'm guessing you did I- I definitely did. Oh, no. It's not like I, it's not like we had bought 
like any elaborate sets, I don't think, or like a starter kit, but I do specifically remember working on this like felt ball on the outside of the cup trick and like inside the cup something. There was a season where I know for sure I did some sort of magic tricks and loved it. Wow. Um, and But I obviously haven't carried it on. I couldn't do a magic trick right now. But I remember this one guy that I was interested in years ago when I lived um, in Tulsa. And he liked magic, but he wasn't, like, super obsessed with it. He would just kind of, like, bring it out at, like, parties every once in a while. And I remember knowing enough because I used to watch that show. Did you watch the show back in the day, Llewellyn, where it was like this one guy, it was like a dark, he, you never saw his face, but he always unveiled how magic tricks are done. It doesn't sound familiar. Okay. Oh my goodness. This was one of my favorite shows. He literally would show you a magic trick um, that he had probably learned or seen from, you know, some of the famous magi- uh, magicians out there. Um he would show you he would show it to you at the beginning without telling you anything about it. He'd just show it to you and then on the and then he'd walk you through step by step on how the trick is accomplished. And I loved watching the deconstruction of a magic trick. It was so great. Um so I, I think I had seen enough of those to where this guy and it was like there was like some interest there. Like I liked him. I think he kind of maybe liked me, but he was like he brought this out at like a party we were like we happened to like we're sitting next to each other and he brought it out and as he was doing it I literally just grabbed his other hand and I like turned it over and revealed that like the ball that he was like keeping in it was there and I totally destroyed the whole illusion of it because I was like I know the ball's in your other hand like I know enough about magic to know that the ball is always in the hand that they're not showing you so it literally stopped him in his tracks and I think he didn't know what to do after that I felt so bad later like oh I should have just like appeased him a little bit and let him like do his thing because you know you ruined it you ruined it I did yeah and that's why we're not together today yeah (laughs) Yeah, I'm Just sure. Kidding. I'm sure There's he's so not many. let that go. <laughs> to this day, he probably wakes up in the middle of the night and he's like, "Dang it, I I had it," and then she figured it out. Like, shoot. Um, and he didn't try a different trick with like a harder level of intensity. I just like, I took the wind right out of the sails. I was like, just, "Wow, like, broke that... his confidence." Yeah, honestly, that's probably why I'm just single in general today just like I take the alert out of everything because I just been like what's in your other hand <laughs> like I, I I think back and I'm like Leanne why couldn't you just let the guy do his thing and be proud of it and I don't know uh but anyways that is a long story to say I used to love magic but because I like it I I like know that there's secrets to it, you know. So, uh, anyways, I just had to ask because I was like, does everybody go through a magic st- like stage or not? So apparently you didn't. No. Did any of your brothers? Not that I know. Interesting. Yeah, I'm not sure. Okay, all right. Um, well, we, but he's he's doing his magic trick, and essentially he's just really. He's just really terrible at it. Yeah, as as in a lot of things, Joey does. Uh, and and how does how does he do magic, Llewellyn? What is his what is his little tricky trick? Oh, he quickly looks at the card, 
so that you don't notice him, and then he puts it back down and he knows it. Yeah, it's lightning speed. It's so lightning fast speed. to the yeah. yeah, 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 to the invisible eye. Like right. you couldn't you couldn't see it. Whereas the friends um, all interpreted, oh, in a right. sarcastic. You know what it tone. reminds me of? What it reminds me of in Guardians of the Galaxy, where that uh, what's his name, Drake Draco. Wait, what's his name? Draco oh, wow. Malfoy? Like, I'm in the wrong Just universe. universes. Um, Wait, what's his name? Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, the big, the big, the big guy. guy. What's his name? It is Draco. Oh, no. With a K. Is it? I think oh, so. I'm, right? I'm going to Google it. Okay, while you're Googling it, it just reminds me of that scene where he's like, I'm, I'm eating so slowly that you guys can't like see my movements. And then very clearly he starts to put the chips into his mouth and yeah. you're like no i i can definitely see I, yeah. you're moving right yeah. now i'm watching you do it it's it's drax it, drax <laughs> draco <laughs> we were both so confident also guys we love marvel don't get us wrong that was just oh, a that was brain that was a terrible mistake i'm so sorry on behalf of all of the marvel marvel fans out there i feel like i betrayed betrayed you a little bit yeah. but uh yeah so it kind of reminds me of that joey's like you know you what you didn't notice was that i I actually took a peek at it right he's like let me slow it down for you (laughs) like oh okay joey but we hear stomping coming from upstairs at about the same time i mean this guy is like really really doing some walks really loud and and you know what it made me think of it made me think of are the girls the new mr heckles because you know how he would oh, always get mad yes. about them walking back and forth? It's like, oh, maybe they're now the new Miss, Mrs. Heckles, essentially. Oh, that's good. It's like what goes around comes around, sort yeah. of. Yeah, that, that's a really but great also, point. But also, I'll just note that when he's talking upstairs, like, I know people can be allowed in apartments. Trust me, I've lived in plenty of apartments. But I don't right. think I've ever experienced somebody being that loud like maybe time to time if they have people over and they're laughing really loud but just talking i'm not that was way too loud yeah i was like i don't think i've unless they're like physically talking to the floor like with their mouth on the floor i don't think i'm ever going to hear something like that well and even with you can tell it was all you can tell it was all fake obviously oh yeah simply by one the sound effects with like the them walking to the door and the door creaking open like we're in some right. 70s horror movie like creak that that was the worst sound effects i have ever heard on a set and then Phoebe, you can tell she was probably just like covering her own mouth with something yeah. to pretend. But she was also self-muffling by the way she was talking. It wasn't like her. It wasn't like she was talking normally and then muffled the sound by putting her like face through a pillow and like having her talk through the pillow to get the audio out. It was it was her self muffling by the way she talked in general which was really bothersome as well it just did not help with the illusion of the fact that she was upstairs yeah and you're right like even with the muffledness like it was so loud it was just it was just not well done essentially that piece of the scene but the idea is that he's he's so charming every time monica goes up there she pretty much has to apologize to him 
And Phoebe gets this, like, indignation. Like, what? That is ridiculous. I'm going to go right up there. And don't we do that, like, as friends? We're just like, well, if you can't do it, I know that I'm removed enough from it that I definitely can do it. Yeah. Oh, 100%. And that's, I think, what Phoebe is is kind of feeling. And so she marshes herself up there. Joey explains his trick. And that explains the gap of time between her downstairs and upstairs. And then all of a sudden, they start to experience, like, oh, oh she's there. You can hear the knocking. And he walks on over, opens the door, and all of a sudden, whatever he says, she's like, oh. And then they're laughing and giggling, and all of a sudden, she has been, like, wooed. Yeah, she has. Um, Which, you know, kind of the friends kind of throw their hands up and, like, oh, gosh. And then we obviously get to our opener, and then we're in the main part of the episode in the girls' apartment again. Chandler comes in. And he asks if everyone has seen a six-foot rope with a, a loop on the end, uh, a noose on the end of it. <laughs> and the reason being is because he just saw Janice skating um, at, what is it, Rockefeller Center? I don't think he said. I think he just it, said at the park. Oh, okay. I thought he said where, but maybe I've just misunderstood. Um, and he threw a kid's pretzel at them, which is a really big bummer. I love pretzels. Oh, I know. So. Those are so good. And they're probably not cheap in New York City. Yeah, that poor kid. Probably paid like six bucks for that. Yeah. Bread. <laughs> Bread and salt. Bread and salt, yeah. <laughs> and so Joey, trying to like, I don't know, maybe make Chandler feel better, tells his version of a similar story. But it turned out really well for Joey and his story, which does not help Chandler at all. No. And they're like, well, you know, something about like, We'll either we're throwing a party tomorrow, like you'll have fun. And he's like, Oh, you guys don't have to throw me a party. And they're like, Well, we're not. It's Joey's birthday. So obviously, the party's for him. <laughs> and uh, obviously, it's a great excuse to get drunk, which we'll see him later. Uh, but there's obviously plans for Joey, have, Joey having a birthday party. And then we hear that Phoebe is still up there. So this scene is just a continuation of the scene that happened, you know, just before this in the soft open. And um, yeah, Phoebe, they're just they're enjoying each other's company. Yeah, they are. I think the friends are a little annoyed because she went up there for a purpose. And now all of a sudden she's been swayed from her her plan. Right. A little, a little bit. So uh, we then go over to Rachel's job and she's kind of reading a magazine on the job. And the boss comes in and is like, where's my coffee? He's like, I shouldn't be drinking coffee. Coffee makes me gassy. And she's like, oh, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Uh, but wouldn't it be told he has a job for her that is related more to fashion and she's super excited about it. And what is that job? Sorting hangers. Yikes. Uh, and that closet was full of them. And oh my, I've never seen like, I've never seen that many hangers. No, and there's nothing worse than those metal hangers. I actually have all metal hangers. That's hilarious. I, well, they're like copper. Yeah, like your yours trendy. are okay. But I mean, like the thank you, like a store, like you know what I mean, like the ones you get from the yeah, store. The, yeah, the cheap, cheap ones, yeah. cheap metal. Yeah, they're uh, they're just. It's so like annoying. that. The ones that you would use to bend to like get in a car if you locked your keys in your car. 
Like mm-hmm. those ones. Like I wouldn't do that with the ones you have, but I would do that with ones from like a department store. Yeah, right. Oh, and like dry cleaning places use that too. Like when you yes. get your clothes back, they're always on the metal. With the weird paper hangers. over it. With like, the, why do they put the paper on it? What's the point? I think it's like Maybe an advertising they're thing. so cheap. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Marketing 101. We get a... They have a drop place in, a, in my new job for dry cleaning where um, they come pick it up and then drop it off. So on Mondays and Thursdays, they either pick up or and they like do pickups and drop offs. So if you like want them to work on something over the weekend, you can drop it off on Thursday or like have them pick it up on a Thursday. And then on their Monday... On their Monday route, they'll come and, like, drop it back off, and then they'll just charge your account so you don't have to, like, interact with them at all. It's just, like, a place. So I'm using it for the first time. I dropped it off on Thursday, and so I'll get my blazer back on Monday. So I'm really interested to see, like, the efficiency of it. I'm not normally a person that's like, oh, I have to dry clean these things. Yeah. But this blazer is, like, a li- – it's – Oh, <laughs> our friends fans. It's actually the the one the the brown blazer that I yeah. am wearing in our um what is it our our podcast graphic? Yes. I love that so blazer. So it's it's thank you. It's made out of linen and I did wash it once and all of the folds that are like, you know, on the the what is it? The lapel. The like all the folds in it kind of I had to like re-steam it and try to get them to go back. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to dry clean it because I feel like that's going to end up making it treat itself a little bit better um, so that it has some like longevity and it won't start looking like trash because it like starts to lose its shape because I just choose to let it roll around in my washer and dryer. So we'll see how it goes. But I'm excited that it's an option that's right there that I don't have to go somewhere to go drop it off. But anyways, that's just a random dry cleaning stories so (laughs) anyways it reminds me even with those hangers it reminds me also of like the two worst things to try and like undo is probably like it's making a point here is a pile of hangers that have been all mixed around or like christmas lights that have been Mm. all tangled up yes or even cords yeah both of those are just it's a real it's a real like Tetris game. You have to, you're having to like intentionally think through like where does this come from, and then if I like loop it around here, like but then it gets caught this way. So like the first one I actually have to move is this one. It's just a lot of work for not a lot of reward oh, on either yeah. of those counts. Yeah, for sure. There are um, I used to nanny for a couple that they obviously owned their own lights, but every year they would just pay somebody to put their lights up. It was like a it's like a thing I think rich people do. Oh, that's genius. Like, isn't it brilliant? Like, you go hang it up, like, the day after Thanksgiving but or whatever. But that's also, like, a great business for, like, somebody to do if they're like, oh, I love hanging lights. Mm-hmm. People will pay you to do that. Exactly. It's brilliant. So for those of you who are wanting a second stream of income. There you go. Just uh, go hang up rich people's Christmas lights. Right. <laughs> and get paid money for it. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, okay, we digress. Um, so Rachel has left her job and not like quit, but she she leaves work and goes over to Monica's job, and she is essentially just ranting about how much she hates her hates her job. She's like, I have never 
like been in such a demeaning job. She's like, why would I stay in this just because it's even remotely related to the field you're interested in? And Monica's like, I don't know, Rachel, why would we order up? I've got, you know, and then she starts to name off like the restaurant slogan for certain, you know, food items or whatever. And it was sort of uh, it's kind of like a slap in the face to Monica a little bit. But she didn't realize she was just like, I'm just so frustrated that like people do this and not just like her, but like, why do people do like, why do we as people do that? You'll pick a job just because it has even like a semblance of relativity to the field that you're interested in. Have you ever, I guess, have you ever found yourself doing that? I'm trying to think like. I've always just had, like, side jobs, so... Not side jobs, but, like, I served at restaurants for years, and I don't feel, like, a huge... Yeah, there's never been something in my life that I'm, like, oh, I'm so passionate, like, this is what I want to do with my life for the rest rest of my life. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, some people are, like, they they grow up knowing I want to be a doctor, or I want to be in fashion, Mm -hmm. I want to be a chef, like, those things... And so they mm-hmm. do odd jobs until they get to what they want to be. But I've never really had – all of my jobs have just been jobs, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Which sounds kind of sad when you think about it, but – Are yeah. you going to be okay through the rest of this episode? I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, Lou Allen's like <laughs> – No, I'm good. Uh, no, I hear you. I, I would pretty much agree. Uh Someone who thinks it's hilarious is the guy who's sitting down from the counter from where Rachel is sitting. And he kind of just like chuckles to himself and she's like, oh, hi, hello. Um, Are you laughing at my misery? And, you know, he's she's just like so appalled that this guy like, how dare you? Like, I'm frustrated. Like, this is not a good look for me right now. And you're just getting pure enjoyment out of the fact that I am not where I want to be. And we find out that he eventually, like, circles back around and is like, oh, and uh, by the way, I work at Bloomingdale's. Which perked her up. Yes. And I have an opportunity, a job opportunity. And she is obviously really excited about that. And uh, we're going to see how that, you know, her excitement sort of plays into an interesting dynamic with her and her boyfriend. Uh, because that's going to create long-lasting um, trouble in their always always doomed-to-be relationship. That was the perfect <laughs> way of saying it. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so we go to, over to the party, and the party's in full swing. Phoebe is going on a date with this guy. Like, she actually really likes him. And the girls are like, I can't believe that, like, you did that. And she's like, I don't know. I actually really like him. They all wonder kind of like, hey, I wonder where the jello, sh- you know, the jello shots are. And where's Chandler? Oh, he's passing jello so- shots around to the dog. The the statue dog. Yes. It's so perfect. And then he comes over because he's like, oh, yep. OK, guys. And he like meanders over there. And Monica says, uh, stick out your tongue. He's like, take off your shirt. <laughs> OK. I paused that scene really quick because I needed to, like, write some notes from, like, you know, as I was writing notes, the scene was, like, kind of popping things off really fast. And Ross, when I paused it, Chandler had just made that joke to Monica, who is Ross's sister. 
And Ross is laughing in the background. And I'm thinking of the dynamic of like, if you're if your friend just just told Monica, your sister, to take her shirt off. I don't know. That just seems like a really weird dynamic for us to be like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is. I mean, I can see it a couple ways. I think he's probably laughing because Chandler is so wasted. And it <laughs> yeah. probably happened so fast. He, like, didn't register. Because with Ross, I feel like sometimes you have to say it and give him a second before he realizes what was just said. Um <laughs> So honestly, I think that's probably what it was. But mm. and he knew he knew that Chandler wasn't obviously in his right mind because we learn later, you know, spoiler if you haven't seen the show, later yeah, that he is like frustrated when he finds out that the two of them are together. Wait, the two of who are together? Chandler and Monica. Ross, you remember when he finds oh, out? Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. Like okay, <laughs> over the moon. I was like in this episode, Mad. like, what are you talking no. about? Yeah, that's right, that's right. So my guess is it's just it didn't register to him fast enough what he had said, and he knew he was like, dude, you're plastered. Calm down. Yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna react. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Uh, they. And they're like, oh, my God. Oh, I mean, he sticks out his tongue and it's like, you know, the color of the jello. And he's like, they're like, how many how much jello have, have you had? And they're like, it's straight vodka. And he goes, ah, jello like my mom used to make. <laughs> well, if you yes. if you look at the, the tray that he's holding, all of them are empty except for like one or two. And it's like a <laughs> like a, one of those circular trays that you'd see waitresses wear. And it's like or hold. And it's like covered. And empty mm. jello shots. So you're like, dude, you just chugged like a bottle of vodka. Calm down. That's a good catch. I didn't I didn't track how many of them there were on the tray. Yeah, uh, I, I didn't count, but there were so many and they were all empty except for like two. Oh dang. So as they're kind of questioning Chandler's methods here at this party, Rachel comes in. She's super excited. Um, she's had a great day because she met this stranger who wants to give her the opportunity of a lifetime to get in the job that she absolutely wants to get into. And Ross starts to question and see through these, you know, these intentions that this guy apparently has. And Rachel's sort of contradicting him, but Ross is sort of sticking his feet in the ground like, no, if it's a stranger, it looks like he's wanting the sex. And Rachel's like, okay, so this guy just can't be nice. And he's like, hey, hey, Joey, (laughs) have you ever done anything nice for a stranger? Like, do you guys do that? Do they do nice things for random people? He's like, not unless he's like, yeah, if they want sex. And he's like, thank you. (laughs) And like Joey instantly goes back to his conversation that he was having with the other friends. It's like perfect timing. And I, I just think Rachel's just kind of an in denial about that but ross is very adamant about his stance on this throughout the rest of the episode yeah and spoiler alert moving forward into the series as a whole so that will come ultimately full circle and it'll bite ross in the butt later um now at this about the same time joey's sister's sisters lots of them pile into the guy's apartment and Chandler, Chandler says one of my favorite lines of the episode. He's like, how many of that girl are you seeing? <laughs> because he's <laughs> wasted and they all look the same. <laughs> Such a clever line to like throw in there. Mm-hmm. And 
and I think so that's I mean that's kind of like the part I mean at one point Phoebe is talking with one of the girls one of the sisters and she can't relate to this sister at all she's like I don't I don't really know how to talk to you which which again it's one of the things about Phoebe that we love she just calls things out for what they are well yeah because Joey's sister it's like the the if if there were to be an evil one, it's like the evil one. Because she asks yeah. Phoebe what she's drinking. And she goes, I think it was like a vodka tonic or something. It was something. Vodka s- cranberry. Maybe that. And she's like, oh, great choice. That's what I uh, made myself after I shot my husband. And Phoebe's like, I don't, I don't, know, what, I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> I don't know how to relate to you. <laughs> I don't know how to talk to you. Oh, she just calls it straight out, which I really appreciate. Yeah. And then it kind of cuts to Ross approaching Monica about the situation. So he's already talked to Rachel about it, said his piece. But then even behind Rachel's back, Ross has to like, so Monica, you met this random stranger and he decided to do this nice thing. And Monica does not help to quench Ross's nope. fears and insecurity, insecurities. Oh, he's she, so like, dreamy. it. Mm-hmm. Humana, humana, humana. <laughs> As if Ross wasn't already insecure about the whole situation. Mm-hmm. I think it makes it so much worse because she's like, she's like, even I walked away saying humana, humana, humana. And then she just like leaves the conversation and leaves him like sitting there with that. Yeah. So across the apartment, after this party is done, it's the next morning. Um, obviously they've had a swell night and we'll see some of the repercussions of that in this scene, especially when it comes to Chandler, but Ross is still on this Mark guy. Like he is still talking about Mark, even in the morning, the next day, it's like the topic of conversation. And then we see Chandler come in and he is struggling, um, tells the news that he found himself in a closet and he wasn't alone and it was with one of the sisters and he doesn't remember which one. Oh, but that's not the worst part mm-hmm. i don't know which mm-hmm. one it was yeah so he's fooled around with one of joey's sisters who we already have said that they all look the same um now what was funny is that as they walk through that that scene we also find out that he's like, well, I stuck my tongue down the throat of the one wearing the red skirt. And Monica was like, well, that was me. I don't know if I've ever caught this before that Chandler kissed Monica during like this time in like their friendship. I think that's just always kind of not been a highlight to me. But I love I love how they kind of like sneak it in here. I think it's probably because they weren't ever actually endgame until mm-hmm. the crowd mm-hmm. reacted the way they did in, in that scene. So I think not noticing it is okay because I don't think it ever like meant to go anywhere. That's true. I like to watch it now, though, in hindsight with the yeah. end in mind. Well, there's and pick so out many. All those little things. There's so many things. Like, if you didn't know that, they're, that they were not ever actually meant to be together then you would think that the the writers were just setting us up for it with all the little well, hints even, that they dropped throughout the seasons. Yeah. And even at the, I think it was at the end of this episode, Monica and Chandler are sitting on the same single yes. person couch. Yes. Like they're smushed they're in like there together. They're like basically cuddling. Seriously. It's like friends, that's, 
it's so com the okay <laughs> here's a little rant remember the one episode where janice the entire premise is the the throwback where janice is essentially like you know have you guys ever almost the fact that like none of them have up till this point except for obviously rachel and um ross because they're together in a relationship it's it's almost like if if a girl and a guy in a friend group were acting the way that some of them do in their like intimate settings there would have been some like schmushing over of of like relationship intimacy moments wouldn't you think yeah you would think so because like you're right they're essentially cuddling on this single person couch later on the episode like you don't just do that. Like, I don't just do that with my guy friends who I have, like, n- no interest. I don't know. That just seems really. Yeah, I think we've made our point. Anyways. Yeah. So, you know, Monica says, like, that was me. He's like, I'm sorry. When I drink too much, I get over friendly. And Monica says, it's OK. Then Rachel pipes up and says, it's OK. And then Ross pipes up and says, that's okay. Phoebe did, too. <laughs> All of them said it. Wait, Phoebe said it, too? Yeah, so it was Monica, Rachel, Phoebe, and then Ross very quietly. It's okay. <laughs> and everybody turns and looks at him. That was such a great moment in this episode. It was so great. Now, what's not great is Joey comes in, and he knows. <laughs> you. He <laughs> knows. Oh, he was so mad. And all of the friends obviously take this opportunity to bail because he wants to talk to him privately and Chandler wants witnesses. And the friends are like, oh, hey, Joey. And then they kind of like disperse from the area. Now, Joey points out that the sister told him that Chandler said to her that he could really fall for her. Now, when Chandler kind of tries to respond to that, when he's like, doing his little hand pointing motion with his thumb in the crux of his like pointer, you know, as it like loops around and he's like, obviously the first one, his little hand point is, is like, it's really funny to me. I think, Mm -hmm. I don't know, but Joey is pumped about it. So this is the opposite reaction. Like you said, of what Ross would eventually think of, you know, Chandler, uh, Joey's pumped. He's like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. And He's like, you know, my best friend and my sister sitting in a tree. And Chandler says, uh, I'm in a tree. And I just had the thought, like, he's not in a tree. He is. He's not. He's not up in a tree. He's up the river without a paddle. Like, he he is. is in trouble. Whoops. Now, we kind of take a it's like a commercial break, but we cut back into the girl's apartment after this commercial break. And Mark has not called. It's not the end of the weekend, though. You shouldn't worry. But the girls are essentially listening in now on Phoebe and a date that is happening with the upstairs neighbor. And they are getting it on. And the friends, it's so loud that the friends cannot even, like, Rachel and Monica can't even talk to each other because it's so loud. No, so they just promptly leave and go for a walk. Which... Which I just had this thought just now. Wouldn't it be wonderful to just leave your apartment and be able to walk downtown New York? Oh, trust me. Like, just yes. like, I'm just, just going to go take a walk. And then it's like, you're right in New York City. Yeah. That sounds wonderful. It does. Um, okay. 
across the hallway, then we've got the guy's apartment. And Ross is reading a note that Chandler has written to Mary Angela. And he is not a fan of the method at which Chandler chooses to address breaking up with Joey's sister. In a letter. He's like, nonetheless. This is, like, this is not going to go well. Uh, no. Mm-mm. He, he essentially like, he's like, you have to tell her straight up. You have to, like, you have to do it in person. And they create like a game plan. Like, you're going to go over there. You're going to knock. You're going to ask who, you know, Mary Angel, you're going to ask for her and then she'll come to the door and you'll, you know, let her down easy. And he's like, but what if she answers the door and I ask, and I ask for her? (laughs) He's in quite a predicament is essentially, you know, what happens. To To which Ross, though, because when he told him about the letter and he read it, he's like, well, what are you going to do about Joey? And he's like, oh, well, I'm moving to Cuba. And then yeah. as soon as he's like, well, well, what if Mary Angelo is the one that opens the door? And he's like, well, what part of Cuba are you moving to? <laughs> and then and didn't goes. he say, like, tell them I moved to France, but it'll actually be Cuba? Yeah. It reminded me of, and I know you don't like The Office, but it reminded me of The Office when Dwight says um, his plan on... Um, stealing the chandelier from tiffany's um and his his he will you know seduce tiffany herself steal the chandelier he'll tell her that he's going one place but then he'll actually be in another and he does that twice throughout the story that he's like weaving of stealing this chandelier from tiffany's (laughs) it just reminded me of that because he's like tell them i'll be in france but i'm actually going to cuba (laughs) because i need to make sure i can't be found uh what is it with what is it with Chandler wanting to like constantly escape? He goes to Yemen. Yeah. You know, to get away from Janice. Now he wants to escape from, you know, the, the Joey Tribbiani, the family and like escape off to Cuba. He just doesn't it's do just... well with. No. Rejection or criticism no. or anything in life. <laughs> I mean, he really wasn't dealt a great hand with his parents. So mm. he got to extend the guy a little bit. Grace. There. That. That is true. You are right. Um, He does deserve a little bit of sympathy when it comes to his relationships. He doesn't know how to cope with things. Uh, The plan doesn't go well for him, though, because he shows up to Joey's and Joey is there. He's like, why are you here? He's like, well, my grandma's doing my laundry, obviously. It makes me wonder. I don't think I've ever seen a laundry I wonder if that entire complex has to go to a laundromat. I think they do because... Do they or do they have one in the basement? I thought they had a laundromat in the basement. Well, think about it. Remember when Rachel, I mean, the one with the Uber Vice? Oh, yeah, she did go to She, like, yeah. And when... Okay, spoiler alert, if you don't know, fast forward ahead 15 seconds. When Chandler and Monica start sleeping around together and sneaking around, she says, like, I'm going to do laundry. She, like, takes it out. I think I think buildings like that have it in the basement, but sometimes they don't work or there's only, like, two or three for, like, 30 apartments. So maybe yeah. they choose to go to a laundromat instead. Mm. That would be my guess. Yeah, you could be right. Yeah, you could be right. I Either would way, think that it would have one in the basement, but. I can't not have a laundry washer and dryer in my house i know i know even in even in france where like you barely have room for 
a fridge, like an actual fridge, they always have like at least a combo washer dryer appliance, you know, where it's like yeah. a combo between the two. Mm-hmm. Like you got to at least have that. But anyways, um, I mean, and he, you know, him and Chandler, Joey and Chandler get into like a conversation and all of a sudden he's like, I've come here to talk to Mary Angela and he's like, you know, where is she? Oh, she's in here. And he goes in and they're all having dinner at the same table. All they're all there. And all seven of them. All wearing red. That's all I mean, them. come on. Like that is just such a setup. Like poor Chandler. Yeah. Uh now in the cafe, uh Rachel, Monica, Ross, they're all hanging out. Rachel's super bummed. Uh, but Ross is not really that bummed that Mark did not reach out. But Monica Type A personality Monica says, you know, why don't you just call him? Like, you've got to take charge of your own stuff. And Ross is sort of side eyeing her. Like, why would you tell her to do that? Like, oh, you you don't want to, like, seem too needy. And, and, and Monica's like, no, like, do it. Take over. And Rachel's like, you're right. I got his home number. So she does. She calls. And what do you know? Interview tomorrow. He had forgotten her phone number at work, was going to go get the phone number from work to call her, but he's got to help his cute little niece out. Right. <laughs> and Ross does not find that believable at all. No. He's like, what a lie. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. And on top of an interview tomorrow, he invited her to lunch to prep. Now, what I love about this scene is at the close of it, Rachel leaves because she's like, I got to figure out what to wear. Like, I got to get ready. I'm so excited. I'll see you guys later. And Ross is throwing himself a little bit of a pity party. He's he's a little... A little bit? Bent. Yeah, a lot of bit. <laughs> he's bent out of shape. Yeah, I mean, really. And he is... All of his insecurities are essentially just spewing out of his mouth. Like, just he's going at it. And Monica slaps back so hard oh it's a sibling fight 100 percent. and she's like okay oh so what so what if he wants to sleep with her does that mean she automatically does that mean he like automatically gets to and he's like no he's like and does she love you he's like yeah (laughs) she's like so stop being insecure and like suck it up and be happy for her and just like really shoves it back in his own face and he he can't even handle it he what comment does he make he like tries to like you grow up i think yeah because she's like why don't you grow up and he's like you grow up like under his breath yeah 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 she's like so why don't you just grow up and blah 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 and he's like you grow up (laughs) he's like so mad that he just got called out yeah um but i feel like it was a good like that, that, I feel like, was a helpful sister moment. Like, sometimes you need tough love from people who love you to speak truth into your life, even though it really hurts. Like, his pride was a little wounded, kind of tail between the legs, like, you know, and he kind of bit back a little bit. He's like, but he knew she was right. Yeah. And I think... I think it comes down to, because I think one thing Monica said is, don't you trust Rachel? Like, don't you trust that this, that she, like, she's doing this because she wants the job. Like, this guy is helping her get a job that's going to help her get into a field she wants to be in. And she just simply says, don't you trust her? And 
we don't go into it now, but eventually Ross comes out and like explains mm. like why he feels the way he does about Mark. And it makes yeah. sense. It totally makes sense. I can see where Ross is coming from. But also at the mm-hmm. same time, it's like, okay, you've got to look at the big scope of things. Like if Rachel were to say no to Mark, then she might be stuck sorting hangers and making coffee for years and like never have an opportunity again. But right. like, it's not, it's just like Monica said, it's like, just because he wants to sleep with her doesn't mean that Rachel's going to do it. Like there's two people here in the party. But yeah, anyways, sure. that was a deep dive. But we digress. No, that was really good. No, that, yeah, that was good. So while that's all happening, we jump back over to Joey's house and Chandler starts asking questions about the meal because he's looking around. All these women look exactly the same. And, and Chandler's trying to fish out. He's addressing them to Mary Angela. He's like, Mary Angela? Yes. <laughs> yeah. He's like fishing, but the grandma is really blocking what he's trying to do here. She is not on board and not on board in an unintentional way. She just, she's answering all the questions for essentially all the girls. Like they're all communicating. And every time he reaches out with another question, the grandma answers like, you know, he's like, would you just share the recipe with me? (laughs) She's like, Nope, this recipe dies with me. Uh, I love personally. I love tiramisu. Do you love tiramisu? I do. I do. Me too. I mean, you can't, espresso soaked anything you just can't say no to yeah. and that's essentially that's, the base of tiramisu that's a solid solid response there gosh it's so good oh and it's so cold it just oh uh, my mouth is now i want it thank you <laughs> it sounds so good Ooh, i went on a walk today and it was you know like five or six miles and it was hot as crap outside and that just that sounds so good but anyways um then, so one of his sisters, the one that's sitting right next to him, says, like, excuse yourself and go to the bathroom. He's like, oh, no, no, no. I just squint like that sometimes. It doesn't mean there's, like, anything happening. <laughs> I didn't quite get that, but but it seems really funny. But I also am like, what? Is, what? What is he <laughs> saying? But it happens so fast. She's like, do it now. And he's like, oh, Okay. I'm a, I've got to go to the bathroom. I'm just going to, and then he kind of looks around and realizes that no one is paying attention to him at all. <laughs> like nobody. So he just sort of like disappears out of the room by himself. Um, and now the woman, you know, he kind of sneaks around in, into the corner and this woman essentially just attacks him in the hallway. And we find out she's not the one. She's Mary Teresa. Yeah. Wait. Yep. You're right. Is it Mary Teresa? Okay, I, was, I thought I was getting confused with Mother Teresa, but you're, I think you're right. So she's Mary Teresa, and she's appalled that he would not recognize who she was, that she was not the right one. And he said, well, if you're not Mary Angela, who is? And Mary Angela is standing right there, apparently has seen the whole thing, but, and goes in behind yeah, but- him. She's standing behind him by the door, which is important for later. He never actually turns around and sees what she looks like. Oh, I did not notice that he didn't look at her. Yeah, because I think he's so appalled and he's so, like, scared for what's about to happen. She's like, I'm Mary Angela. And she, he just, like, freezes. And then she and yells then she Joey. Runs. Oh, great. 
great catch. I did not see that interaction. I was I had a question on that because later on, I mean, we'll talk through it, but later on, he like reveals that he still doesn't know who it is. Yeah. And I'm like, you just saw her. But I guess I didn't notice that he really didn't. We did. Yeah. But he didn't. Yeah. Oh, great catch. Llewellyn killing it today. Um, okay, so then Mary Angela goes and tattles to Joey. And he's like, no, no, no. Don't get don't you get Joey. No need to. No. And all of the sisters come in. This is not like a quiet affair, like on the backside. This is a full family event now. All of a sudden, all family members are currently present in the hallway that leads to the bathroom. And they kind of are arguing amongst themselves how they should best handle this. Joey's mad, but Chandler sincerely apologizes. And and Joey thinks that he's being sincere. He's like, I was wasted. And I'm sorry, but you guys do all look alike. Yeah. And (laughs) soberly, I would never do this to you, Joey. And and Joey believes him. He's like, he's a really good friend. And I think he's telling the truth. And but what's interesting is like all the women, their their way of retribution is by suggesting that he gets punched. Yeah. This seems like really intense. Like, punch him, Joey. Like, wait, what? Maybe that's, is that, a, is that like a poor stereotype? What's happening? And like, why is that? I just don't think that that, that gets handled correctly. But anyways, they, he, he doesn't want to do it. But then Joey's like, there's two things, you know, that I need you to do then is you've got to apologize you, you've got you've got to apologize to her and then he kind of looks around the circle and is like uh i still don't know who she is so then the one that phoebe was talking to earlier is the one that punches him in the face which never actually shows up later when we see him again his face looks fine Oh, good continuity catch yeah i was like shouldn't he have like a nice shiner or something you would yeah. think. Yeah, you are right. That's a continuity error for sure. Man, do you want to lead the rest of this episode? <laughs> if you're, like, <laughs> you're contributing way more than I am. Um, no, all that's really good. Uh, now, <laughs> now, at the beginning of this next scene, so we see Rachel come out of like an elevator she's done like at a workplace, and Ross is there to surprise her. And at first when he shows up, I forgot that he's there to apologize. And I was like, okay, really, Ross? Like, you couldn't let her go to the interview by herself? Like, you had to show up to, like, secretly stake your claim on your woman? Like, what's happening here? And then he's really excited. He's just like, how'd it go? And she says, you know, I was I was really nervous at the beginning. But then all of a sudden I started talking about the fall line. And this one, woman just wouldn't shut up. And I think it went really well. And he's so happy for her. And even apologizes to her. But then who else shows up? But Mark. Mark. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He comes down the elevator after her, and she was really impressed. The lady was so impressed that Rachel got the job, and she's so excited. She's, like, facing Mark. Then she turns around to Ross and's like, oh, my gosh, I got the job, and he's excited. And then she turns back around, and the very first person that she hugs is Mark. Ooh, that would be so – that would be, well, like, yeah. a sting. Yes. And you can tell in his attitude that he's like, okay. Yeah. Like any any type of, you know, not humility, but any type of like acceptance of the fact that Mark helped her through this process has now been 
any any type of progress that Ross has made in being okay with Mark has now been like squashed again because all of a sudden he's the first person that she's she hugs when she gets the job. Yeah. It's like, "Oh, Ross, eat. Just, just hang on there, buddy." But yeah. It's not looking good, and that will tease a big storyline in the episodes to come. So, that is the main part of the episode. Now, we finish this episode with another tag scene in the girl's apartment. And they're asking about Phoebe's date. She really likes this guy. She's, like, talking him up, feels really good. And then they hear him with someone else through the ceiling. Yes. Here's 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 what I'm thinking for this episode also. The fact that that never comes into play again, like we never hear the guy above again. Yeah. You know, it's sort of like one of those throwaway storylines where it's like this doesn't have any effect on any future storylines. It's kind of a one-off throwaway thing. Yeah. Because, like, he doesn't come up. At least, like, Mr. Heckles was pretty, like, we saw him a couple of times saying, like, you're talking, like, you're stomping too loud. He's like, I could have birds. Or, you know, I I could have whatever. You know, it's just, it's interesting. So, um, they're hearing someone else. Phoebe's, you know, probably humiliated, probably a little embarrassed. All the friends are there, like... She's not even witnessing it on her own. All of her friends now know that this guy cheated on her. Now the friends have the same righteous indignation that Phoebe had at the beginning. They're like, we're going to go talk to her or him. We're going to go talk to him and call him out. And then Joey was going to go up by himself. But why didn't he go by himself again? I think he comes back over to Monica and he's like, yeah, but what if he's like really big? And I like can't take him by myself. So then Ross and Chandler stand up and they're like, let's go. And they all three go up there. Which is really sweet of the guys sticking up for their friend. Yeah. You know, like when you think of like how much they probably love Phoebe and just deciding to stick up. So they all go up there and the girls sort of like as we're in the gap of them walking upstairs, the girls are like, oh, we're so sorry. Like, you know, they're talking to her and they they get up. The guy opens the door and he's like, oh, blue, blue, blue. And they're like, oh, and they're like. They're just as sympathetic to the guy because they're just as, like, charmed by his demeanor that they can't even stand up. In a group of three, because they're all yelling at him. And then he's like, well, guys, what the hell? And then all of a sudden, the guys are like, oh. And so they didn't get anywhere. Like, none of the friends got anywhere with this guy. He's just too charming, too charismatic, too something to where you can't stand up to him. And, uh... Now thinking of that, that's like a really dangerous personality trait to like know that you have. Yeah. Like that's that's some like manipulate like that that can get you into the, like the manipulative territory where like you know that you can manipulate because you're charismatic. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's some scary stuff. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know. But anyways, okay, anything else that you you didn't get to say that you didn't get to point out that you I don't think all the so. Things? Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. Episode rating system. How would you rate this episode on the handcrafted episode rating system we've created? <laughs> Patented. Trademarked. Patented and trademarked. <laughs> um, I would say how. You're like always so adamant. You're like, it's not patented. It's not trademarked. And I'm like, 
but by verbal virtue it is. <laughs> we should get at that just because. Um, wait, 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 wait. Before you do that, sorry. Let me yeah. give us some fun facts before we actually get into the oh. logistics of that thing. Okay. Um, okay. So when Phoebe is upstairs, so the voice of this loud man is show producer Ira Ungerleiter. Um, so he's on the show, so they used his voice. Um, we talked about this, was it a couple episodes ago, um, about Matthew Perry. So in this third season, obviously Matthew Perry was losing significant weight because of the substance abuse issues that we have previously talked about. Now the show's costume designers tried to hide this by dressing him in baggy and oversized clothes, which I think is hilarious that they've tried to point this out as like, oh, we specifically tried to do this as if they already, as if they weren't already doing that throughout the first couple of seasons he's always been in really baggy clothes i feel like but there's something about this season where they're like okay we're gonna try and hide the fact that he's getting super skinny and it's really noticeable in the first scene when he does come in wearing that um really baggy suit and overcoat that he almost appears to like be in a costume with that like big thick tie and all the things I almost think it would have been less noticeable if they hadn't contradicted his skinniness with big clothes. Like, what if you just started to actually fit him into clothes that fit? Maybe it would seem like less of a gap. But I don't know if, like, clothes really do give a different effect. I don't know. I just thought that was, I just thought that was kind of interesting. So, now, for Joey's sisters, three of the, three of the sisters were recast the part of Dina is played by Marla Sokoloff. And in the spinoff Joey series um, in 2004, the parts of Gina and Mary Therese are played by Dre, uh, Drea DiMatteo and Christina Ricci. Ricci? Ricci, I think it is, respectively. So they're kind of recast when it goes from Friends to the Joey series. Um, so there is a little bit of a difference um, when they appear in that series. Um, it is the first appearance of any of Joey's sisters, so we haven't seen any of them before. This is the first appearance, obviously. Um, another fun fact is that Monica picked the name for one of the burgers at the restaurant where she works, which she named the Barbara Streisand Witch. Barbara Streisand was once married to Elliot Gould, who plays Monica and Ross's father, Jack Geller. So that's a nice little tie-in on relationships within the show. Um, a couple more things. Uh, when Chandler walks into Monica and Rachel's apartment, if you look at his feet, you can see he's wearing two different colored socks. So one, uh, his left one is dark blue and his white, right one is white. Um, obviously, it's not explained in the series at all, which is good. But I think it's just such an understated thing that the costume designers do. Because, like, of course, if you're hungover the next morning, you're not really concerned about matching your socks. Especially when you're just going over to, like, your friend's house. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. Then I think the final nugget is a really good one. So, I, okay, in the series, I feel like there's this element of something that's hidden kind of in plain sight. So when you when you kind of rewatch the entire series, so, like... You see a series over 10 years and you pick up different things when you watch things back to back really quickly, just because you're remembering it easier. You're seeing things in contrast really easily. 
So it really becomes apparent that between Joey's sisters, Janice, and Monica, that they all kind of happen to look vaguely alike. And it seems like Chandler has a definite type of woman that he's attracted to. I would say maybe Monica's more of an outliner, but she does have that like dark. She has dark hair. Um, But like Janice does look like one of like Joey's sisters. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Yeah. So I just think it's, you know, it's one of those interesting things where like maybe over watching it for 10 years, you wouldn't necessarily notice because you're not seeing them side by side a ton. Um, But as you watch it in really close succession, like it seems seems like something that would stick out a little bit better so yeah seems like he's a type so anyways those are some fun facts so without further 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 adieu uh episode writing go speed round how you Just kidding doing? <laughs> that's how you where do- i would Ooh, give it oh okay explain yourself um i think well i just think seeing chandler drunk was hilarious um <laughs> <laughs> and I think, well, this this is an important episode with we meet Mark and Rachel's new job, which Ooh. is, you know, a setup. Yeah. So I think that kind of makes this episode a little higher. Like, it's it's an important episode to watch. Um, I do agree that I think the upstairs neighbor was a throwaway. So that, that whole, like, plot line really could have just been left out. Um, mm-hmm. But it did give that unique character, that unique like perspective of the friends standing up for each other, which is always a good thing. And um, yeah, so I think that's nice. But yeah, I definitely think this episode was all over the place. Like there was a lot of scene changes. Like we'd be in the apartment, and then we'd be at a job, and then we'd be in the cafe, and then we'd be back mm. in an apartment, then in a job. Like we were in both Rachel's, both of Rachel's jobs technically, and. Monica's job which I feel like we've been in Monica's job a lot lately um and it was just kind of like jumpy but I say all that to say I do think it's a good episode it's funny it does move the the plot line forward a little and I'm gonna give it a how you doing okay I can appreciate that I'm gonna go a little bit lower than that um I'm gonna say I'm going to say, oh, gosh. Honestly, this is actually probably a true unagi for me. I think it really teeters the line of indifference, in my opinion. I wouldn't say it's a good episode. I wouldn't say it's a bad episode. It truly is like a middle-of-the-line episode for all the things that you said. I mean, it does have some movement when it comes to certain storylines, it does have some throwaway elements that we never see again. It, it just had, it's like it's smack dab in the middle for me on whether I'm interested in this episode or not. I think Chandler has some really funny one liners that are so good and well in, like well written into the episode. And yet at the same time, they just get lost in the fact that the episode's not that great. So you're like bummer I wish those lines were like in another episode that's already amazing because then it would just elevate that so I do feel like it's just sort of right in the middle for me unagi nice um I'm really proud of you 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 wrote a recommend to a friend but 
before you get to get to that i have got a social media spotlight um we had the sweetest person write into us (laughs) i didn't have this prepared already so that's on me um okay beth i see your comment i'm gonna hold you off until next week okay this okay this is gonna be a little bit longer but oh (laughs) okay this is gonna be great okay the handle that this comes from is menang underscore long kumar underscore um that's their instagram handle they reached out to us and said oh, oh my gosh i love this hi or they said hey i'm from nagaland and i really enjoy listening to your podcast a huge friends fan and your podcast really helped me get the show much better i suggested my friend to listen to your podcast she has never seen friends and now she's loving it that is my favorite thing ever i love that so we said wow thank you so much for listening and taking that extra step to uh uh-uh, recommend to a friend. And they said, hey, again, I was listening to your first podcast of 2020. And I was like, oh, I wish I could tell them that there's going to be a pandemic. (laughs) (laughs) That is such a great point. Like back in the day when we didn't know it was happening. That's so funny. Back in the day, you know, like 2020. (laughs) (laughs) They said, anyway, I think the character I would be is Joey with a little bit of Ross. Because like Joey, I love food and I share anything but my food. Like Ross, because I don't know, I can just relate to him in some ways I don't know. I am loyal like Joey, but not Chandler loyal. Then they nice. said, "Un." This is uh, this is a good one. Oh, then they said, "Unpopular sad. opinion." I know, unpopular opinion. I don't like Chandler that much. <laughs> I don't like Chandler that much. My favorite character would be Phoebe because she is ditzy and funny. I like sarcasm, but not sarcasm funny. And Phoebe is not sarcasm funny, but funny funny. I hope you don't mind me sending these messages. Okay, I have um, one many. question. One question to this person. Yeah. Um, you need to ask your friend who her favorite is. Because. Oh, that's so good. Okay, Manang, um, when you, I, I don't know if that's your real name. I, I, I'm sorry. It's, it's not in the hand. It's in your handle, but it's also in the name title of your um, Instagram. So um, if that's your name, I, I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing it wrong, too. Uh, okay, yeah, Llewellyn, say that again. Yes, please let us know. You can message us back. We don't mind your messages at all. Um, let us know what your friend thinks and who she thinks her favorite is. I'm not sure how far along she is in the seasons, so she might not be able to give an accurate until she's a little farther, but we would love to hear who she likes because maybe... Well, it could be a he. It could be a he. Well, I think she said up here she has never seen Friends oh. and she's loving it. Oh, the friend. I'm so sorry. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I guess yeah. it could, I don't know. I'm so sorry. Yes, it would be um, great. Let us know what she thinks and what her favorite is or who her favorite is because it might perfect. be Chandler and we just need another Chandler lover. <laughs> I don't think we need another Chandler lover. There's enough between the two of us. That's true. But I get it. Everybody's entitled to their own opinion. Well, is it, wasn't it um, Two Star Podcast? Uh, wasn't it uh, one of them also liked Phoebe the best? Yeah, I think so. I think it was. I can't remember what I can't remember who it was, but I believe one of the two of them they picked Phoebe as like their favorite character. We or had that a, they would. We had another friend that liked Phoebe. Phoebe too. 
Did we? I oh, thought yikes. we did. I just remember the two star. I just remember two star. Um, and I, I, what I love about that is I actually love when people say Phoebe's their favorite, even though I wouldn't characterize Phoebe as my personal favorite. But I like the element that because Phoebe was always kind of floating around in the background, yeah, <clears throat> that that some that there are people out there who love Phoebe the most, and that makes me really happy because I really do love Lisa Kudrow in that role. And I think she does a fantastic job at it. So I, I love when I hear people say that Phoebe is their favorite. So, Manang, thank you for making Phoebe your favorite. You'll carry a special place, at least in my heart, even though you don't like Chandler. I'm sad, but I'm also very happy. So yeah. that's, a, that's a true Unagi. <laughs> that's an Unagi review. There you go. There you go. <laughs> your comment. No, we appreciate when you guys reach out to us, though. So thanks for that. Thanks for recommending to your friend. And yeah, follow back up with us. We'll wait for you to reach back out on Instagram and we will follow up on here. Um, yes. Okay. So now that we've done social media spotlight, go for your recommend. Yes. Do it. Do it. Do it. Um, and I just need to point out that Leanne is excited that I have one because nine times out of 10, I don't, uh, as you guys probably know. And yeah. I. Yeah, and yeah. even when I do have one, I rarely actually write it down. So <laughs> you're welcome. Awesome. But I will have to say, I did write it down as we were recording. So because it just popped in my head because I have been binge watching this show all day. Um, it's a lazy, it's a lazy day, guys. So I binge watched TV. Not ashamed to say it, but I actually everybody knows should know by now that I enjoy true crime. I don't know what it is about true crime. I could watch documentaries all day and all night about true crime, anything. But if you try to get me to watch a scary movie, I I can't. I can't. I'll have nightmares. I don't get it. Anyways, long story short, there is a new series on Peacock TV. Um, I will say that they let you watch the first three episodes for free, and then you have to get their premium to watch, like, the rest of them, oh, which I get. Sneaky. I get it. But it's only $5 a month, so, like, it's not super expensive, and then you can cancel it once you're done. But um, it's called Dr. Death, and it's based on a true story, apparently, which when you start watching it and you realize it's based on a true story, mm-hmm. you immediately... I don't know about anybody else, but I, I'm kind of afraid to go to the doctor now. Um, Have you never listened to like any of the podcasts that talk about Dr. Death? I had not heard any had, of them, but it, it was from. Dang. I know, but it was from a podcast that I follow and I follow them on Instagram and they posted like, oh my gosh, this is out. I'm going to watch it all day. And so that's when I was like, oh, I'm going to see what this is about. So I went on to start watching it and. Now I've gone back and like subscribed to the podcast because I'm going to listen to them. Um, but nice. oh my gosh, if you don't know anything about Dr. Death, I am going to butcher his name, so I'm not even going to attempt to say what his name is, but you should watch it. It's only four ninety nine, five bucks a month for Peacock TV, and it's like eight episodes, so you could literally binge it in a day if you just have a free day. Um, but it's good, and it's like, it's one of those true crime ones where... It's almost too good. It's almost too scary to feel like it's real, if that makes sense. Mm. Okay. I'm almost yeah. like, I don't know if you've ever watched like Lifetime movies. Like they're just so 
out there, you're like, this would never happen. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, I kind of feel that way when I'm watching some of this. And it like just chills me when I think this guy was like, this dude is real. And this actually happened. But it like feels like. Well, and that. also, how did nobody check to see that he actually had credentials? Like, no. I know. Like, how did he practice without any confirmation that he had actually graduated yeah completed residency i mean how did this happen and how did he bounce from hospital to hospital and nobody followed up with it? nobody nobody it almost makes me just infuriated like i remember when i heard it for the first time who 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 stars in that show um do i know do we know do I know? Uh, yeah. crap, I just blanked on his name. Are they kind of like unknowns? No, they are known. Alec Baldwin is okay. one of the doctors. He's not the doctor. Uh, Christian okay. Slater is another doctor. Okay. Joshua Jackson, the guy that plays in mm-hmm. Dawson's Creek, he's the one okay. that plays Dr. Death. Oh, nice. Those were the only three I knew. Everybody else, I didn't know the actors. Like, no names. Okay. Got yeah. That. But, yeah, it's okay. good. It's like, it's... Okay. Yeah, it's good. Nice. Good recommend. Um, okay. My recommend, gosh, I had it before I came on and then unlike Llewellyn, I didn't write it down. So, um, what was it? I felt like mine was more of like a theoretical thing. Um, more, like not a tangible thing. It was like more a, upbeat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was probably more upbeat than yours for sure. For sure. Uh, oh goodness. Um, I have something in mind. I hope I didn't do it before, but um, this is my backup one because I can't remember my original. So I would recommend, um, you have to tell me if I did this one before, actually, I'm thinking about it. Um, It's summer, obviously, when we're releasing this for the first time. And one of my favorite beverages in the summer is just drinking watermelon juice. And what I mean by that is not like going to the store and buying a drink that's just says watermelon, like infused water or watermelon juice. It's literally buying a watermelon. Usually I try and get one with no seeds so that I don't have to like filter anything, but I just blend it up in the blender, put a little bit of lime juice in it. And that's what I drink like all summer. It's my favorite. It's so refreshing and light because watermelons are like 97% water anyways. Um, so it's a great way to like stay hydrated uh, hydrated but also be really refreshing and it's very summery anyways so if you've never tried actually just drinking watermelon i highly recommend that it's like again for someone who struggles with drinking my recommended amount of water highly recommend drinking watermelon because you're getting a lot of water but it's also very heavily flavored and i i have to moderate how much i drink per day like i have to I can't just put it in one big glass container. I have to separate them into into smaller individualized glass bottles and drink choose to drink one per day. Otherwise, I'll just keep pouring it out of my pitcher into glasses throughout the day and I'll just drink all of it. So the effort that I took to like cut out the watermelon, put it in, put it in a glass, like it completely gets undone because I just want to like suck it down so fast. So if you've never tried it, highly recommend watermelon juice i guess it's so funny that you say that because i literally had some today oh my 
Look at us. I'm I so was proud. I was um we bought a big watermelon yesterday and I hate there's nothing I hate cutting into more than a watermelon. I love eating them. <laughs> they are the worst cut just because they're mm-hmm. like you said they're so watery that it just gets a mess yeah. everywhere. So it yeah, so it takes like a lot of strength for me to have to cut one of those cuz I just appall it so much, but I didn't have enough room in the containers and I didn't want to get another container to put more watermelon in. So I just put it in a blender and I blended it up and drank it. I'm so proud of you. That's amazing. It was delicious. Did you learn that? Did you learn that from me? Yes, I did. (laughs) I'm so touched. (laughs) See, that's what happens when you recommend to a friend, (laughs) you know, back when we, uh, we used to work used to live near right each, other. each other Aww. we said shared desks essentially like we yeah. shared one part of the same desk yeah oh good times awesome well hopefully you'll enjoy your summer sip on some watermelon juice while watching dr death this week <laughs> this weekend yes yeah yeah please do <laughs> it'll it'll be the brightest and darkest parts of your week <laughs> yeah it'll it'll leave you refreshed and confused all at the and- same time <laughs> And not wanting to make doctor's appointments. So (laughs) we do what we can. Right. (laughs) Awesome. Um, Cool. Well, next week we'll be talking about the one with all the jealousy. Yes. So we will catch you guys next week on the One With Friends podcast. Hey friends, it's Llewellyn and welcome back to the One With Friends podcast. We just want to wish you guys a very happy Thanksgiving. Um, If you're in America, if you're not in America and you're listening to this, we just wish you a very happy Thursday. Um, However, Leanne and myself will be celebrating this week with our families and our friends. And so we were just going to give you guys and ourselves the week off from posting an episode. So while we will miss chatting with you guys this week, we can't wait to get back on our regular schedule next week and bring you some more awesome content on the next episode that's coming up. So until then, we hope you guys have a great week and we'll see you next week on the One With Friends podcast.